Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher, and each week I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to mention that I heard your requests. A lot of you said that you were interested in my new moon and full moon restorative rituals, but you were not interested in practicing yoga with me during the week. So I heard you. I get it. We started something new in online yoga club. It's called the moon membership, and you can join me monthly for the new moon and the full moon restorative rituals, and also get a guided meditation each month for the planetary season that we are in. If you were interested in joining me for those new moon and full moon rituals and getting a guided meditation each season, the moon membership is perfect for you. It's a great way for you to develop a relationship with the moon cycle. So I hope you'll join us. You can head over to my website, veronicaparetti.com slash moon membership, and I will link it up in the show notes below. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and I am coming to you on Tuesday, April 12th. That's when I'm recording this, the same day as the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. So I know you've been hearing about this all over the internets, and it is a very big deal. Jupiter and Neptune join together every 13 years. So the last time they got together was in 2009 at 24 degrees Aquarius. Now, this is a 13-year cycle. The reason this one is particularly interesting is because they have not met up in the sign of Pisces since 1856. So Jupiter was the original ruler of Pisces. And then once we had telescopes and we discovered the outer planets, Neptune was given the honor of ruling Pisces in modern astrology. So they're really, for all intents and purposes, co-rulers of the sign of Pisces. So for all the Pisces people out there, all of you moon and Pisces people, Pisces rising, people with Pisces stelliums in their charts, This is a big deal, having both your co-rulers coming home to Pisces. This is what we're calling a a once-in-a-lifetime transit. Pretty exciting. So now think back to where you were in 2009. What was going on for you? What was happening? What was on your mind? Where were you in life? What were you about to embark upon? You were at the beginning of another cycle. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Veronica, you are like a broken record. Weren't we at the beginning of a cycle last week? Yes, we were at the beginning of a Mars-Saturn two-year cycle. And this is the thing about astrology. We are studying cycles and patterns of varying lengths and how these cycles and patterns impact us on Earth. So these planets come together in various signs, they have an energetic quality to them. And we, through our free will, activate that energy. And that is why I always say you dictate your fate. So this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is just like any other transit in the sense that you get to activate it. So 
yes, for some of us, it's going to feel like a deluge of emotion. It might feel like an expansion of consciousness for some of us. So today I noticed that it was a lot easier to meditate and go deep in my practice, but that also could have been because my husband was at the office, which is a very new occurrence around my house, which makes it a lot easier to meditate when there's no one home. But this is a transit that can put us more in touch with our sense of spirit. Truth be told, we've been feeling this building. It's been building since the beginning of the year. It's certainly been in the ethers since last month in March. So your call to move toward your sense of spirit, your experience of the God of your own understanding, that might be something that is feeling more motivating for you at this moment or in these weeks or in these months. This is also a transit that might supersize your dreams. So your fantasies might get a little bit big, a little bit over the top. This can make us go over the top with whatever it is we're doing. So if you are a person that overdoes stuff, especially stuff that's not good for you, think eating, drinking, substance abuse, this is not the week to indulge. Really, if you are feeling like you are being swept away or like you are submerged in something that isn't good for you, this is an invitation to ask for help. Reach out to someone. Get a life preserver because it's hard to pull yourself out. The thing about this energy is it can be a little bit overwhelming. It can feel like a deluge. It can feel like you are being submerged in the water of your own thoughts or feelings. And it can also feel like things have no boundaries. Like you just don't know when it's going to end. Like time is limitless. These are all aspects of the Pisces archetype. So one person might be having a glorious experience of this transit. I know that the internets are really chalking it up to be fantastic, and it can be. And someone else might be having a really hard time right now. So be sensitive to that. Wherever you are, surrender to the process. Trust that you will make it out to the other side. And have the wisdom, because Pisces is a sign that gives us wisdom, have the wisdom to know if you need to ask for help. Okay. So I am optimistic that this conjunction will bring in some really beautiful things, but of course we're going to see some not beautiful things because we are human beings. We have free will and we make our choices and that's what activates the planets in our chart. So this week begins with that conjunction at 23 degrees Pisces. And we also have the sun sextiling Saturn on Tuesday, the same day, which can be a really fortifying energy. It can be an energy of steadiness. It can be an energy that helps you get things done, that helps you take productive steps forward, especially with the sun in Aries, which loves to move things forward, and Saturn in Aquarius, who loves to think about the big picture, the future. Saturn is squaring the nodes right now. So we had Mars squaring the nodes the past couple of weeks. 
and you were taking some actions, you were moving things forward, you were taking the next right step. I want you to continue taking the next right step. With Saturn squaring the nodes, it can feel like you want to take the next step, but you're holding yourself back for some reason. You're playing it safe. Just remember, Saturn likes to go slow, steady, step-by-step in a particular direction. It doesn't like to eat the whole cake at once. The opposite of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Saturn likes to have a plan and work the plan and not get overwhelmed. So continue taking the next right step, but lean into the Jupiter-Neptune and trust the process. Trust that even if you can only see the next step, that the rest of the staircase will make itself apparent when it is time. So you're going to make some choices this week. You're going to be doing some work that has a long lasting impact on your destiny because whenever we have planets squaring the nodes, we're making choices. So don't be scared to make choices this week. Just lean into your intuition. And remember, intuition is usually the clear voice. When there's confusion, it's probably anxiety. Intuition is pretty clear. Sometimes the anxiety takes over the intuition and we start to question it. But if you get quiet, if you get still, you'll know what is your intuition and you'll know what is noise from your mind. So hopefully this Jupiter-Neptune, Pisces energy, Venus is in Pisces as well. She is exalted in the sign of Pisces. She loves to be home, be quiet, listen to some good music and be in the flow. So let Venus help you get into the flow, put on some music that makes you feel centered and calm and listen to the whispers of your soul. Listen to what that deep voice within you is trying to let you know. Now on Thursday, Mars is going to join Venus in Pisces as well as Jupiter and Neptune. So then we're going to have four planets in Pisces. Now we had Pisces season. That was when the sun was in Pisces and things were pretty emotional and they're about to get real emotional. We're about to go to emotion level 10 on Thursday when Mars moves into Pisces because Mars in Pisces is kind of a crybaby. And thank God Mercury is in Taurus because that means our mind is practical, pragmatic, logical, rational. So we'll be able to think clearly and take into account logic, even when our emotions feel overwhelming. So that is a good thing. But Mars into Pisces can be really creative, especially when Venus is there as well. So lean into your creativity, lean into your meditation practice, lean into all the things that help you feel like you are in flow, that you are going with the current of energy and not fighting against it. I'm so glad you're here listening to the Essential Astrocast, but I know that sometimes it can feel really overwhelming and hard to follow along. So thanks to other listeners, I created the Astro Cheat Sheet. You can save it in the photos on your phone. And as we move through, and if you wonder what is associated with Aquarius, 
what does Mars rule? You can turn to the Astro Cheat Sheet. So if you want one, you can head on over to astrocheatsheet.com and download your copy. Now, the big news this week, other than Jupiter and Neptune, I almost overlooked this in prepping for the podcast because that's how much is going on and that's how exciting the Jupiter and Neptune is. We have a full moon on Saturday. The full moon in Libra is going to be at 26 degrees Libra. Lucky for me, this is hitting my chart pretty intensely. Even if it's not hitting your chart intensely, this is going to be an intense full moon. And here's why. The full moon occurs when the sun is in one sign and the moon is in the exact opposite sign. That means that they are opposing one another. That opposition creates a full moon. The moon does not have its own light. It reflects the light of the sun. So when the moon is opposite the sun, it reflects the whole face of the side of the moon that we see here on earth. And by the way, we always see the same side of the moon. We're always seeing her best side. So that is going to create a T-square with Pluto. Pluto is at 28 degrees Capricorn. We are in the process of experiencing our Pluto return as a country for those of us that are Americans, because Pluto was here at 27 degrees Capricorn. It's now at 28, but in that same vicinity, it's the same spot where it was in July 4th, 1776. So I have a couple of episodes that I've done some deep dives on the Pluto return. So you can go back into the archives and check out those episodes. That's really useful if you are new to me, new to the idea of the Pluto return. I don't want to spend too much time on it today because we have so much other good stuff, but it is really important. We're going to continue talking about it the rest of the year. We're going to get two more visits of that Pluto return, but for all intents and purposes, this whole year is a Pluto return for us or for those of us that are Americans or living in America or have ties to America. So here's the thing, the full moon creating this T-square, it's intense. Pluto always pushes us to break things down for the sake of transforming them. So whenever we're dealing with a Pluto transit to our chart, we're shedding a skin. We are being reborn. And so this particular full moon, the moon's in Libra. Libra is ruled by Venus. That means the moon is answering to Venus in Pisces currently, where she is exalted, where she is feeling very in touch with her emotions. So this might be an emotional full moon, but it can be a really healthy release of emotion. It's also important that when we're working with Venus, that we allow ourselves to receive. So this full moon takes place with Venus in Pisces, actually in a sextile to Mercury and Uranus in Taurus, which is the other sign that she rules along with Libra. Now I know I'm in the astro weeds right now. So if you're not staying with me, bouncing around the chart, don't worry. All you need to take away from this is that this is an invitation for you to allow the emotions to come up and allow yourself to receive the change, receive the transformation that's happening. 
There's nothing for you to push against. There's nothing for you to push through. You just have to allow it to come. And that's really hard advice during Aries season. When the sun is in Aries, we want to push. But Aries is ruled by Mars and he's in Pisces too. And all this Piscean energy is telling us we just have to feel. You just have to feel through it. There's nothing for you to fight. There's nothing for you to push against. You just have to let the motions come, receive the change, trust the process, move through the transformation with as much grace, as much ease, and as much surrender as you can. Now, the full moon is on Saturday, and then on Sunday we have Easter Sunday, which is perfect because this full moon does feel like a rebirth of sorts. And of course, Easter is representative of the resurrection of Christ. I'm not particularly religious, although I was raised Catholic. So I love the symbolism of this full moon representing a transformation or a rebirth for many of us because Pluto is so heavily involved. And Easter, of course, being the resurrection, the rebirth of Christ. So on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, we'll still be feeling the energy of the full moon. Although the moon will move out of Libra and into Scorpio late on Saturday. or not that late, but on Saturday evening on the East Coast. And then we will have Easter Sunday with the moon in Scorpio. But Mercury will be sextiling Venus, which can be a really social, lovely, pleasant, harmonious transit to have, which is great if you're going to be with your family. But it's kind of sandwiched between some really intense stuff. So it might not have such an impact because, of course, we're still going to be feeling the full moon, which is extremely intense this time around. And then we're going to have Mercury conjunct Uranus on Monday. So Mercury is in Taurus. And that means Mercury is coming up to meet up with Uranus. We haven't talked about Uranus in a while, but he was a big part of our story in 2021. And now Uranus is going to be a big part of the story again, because Mercury is going to meet up with him. And he's going to, I think, come back on his retrograde because we're getting to Mercury retrograde in a few weeks, but I'm not going to worry you about that yet. But Mercury conjunct Uranus, it's definitely going to bring some surprises up. You might hear something you didn't expect on Monday. The same day, we have two other pretty important transits happening. So Hard to say what's going to be long to Mercury and Uranus and what's going to be long to maybe Venus's involvement. She is sextiling Uranus, which could be nice. That could help us receive the change. That could help us go with the flow of change. But we will still have the sun squaring Pluto, which is present in the full moon chart, but it's exact on Monday, the 18th. So the sun square Pluto on Monday will probably be a little bit challenging. Sometimes when we have the sun square Pluto, we feel like someone is trying to exert their power over us, or we are feeling very powerful. That is a good experience of it, as long as we're not letting the power go to our head. But many people will get into their ego with the sun square Pluto. We had Mercury square Pluto last Sunday, and I definitely saw it in people. People were a little bit 
aching for a fight and you might feel that this coming Monday after Easter Sunday. So, you know, just pay attention to it. And if there seems like there's some tension building up, do what you can to ease the tension because you have astrology on your side. You're listening to the Essential Astrocast. You know what's going on. De-escalate if you can. So this week, the theme is trust the process. Ask for help if you need help. Even if you don't think you need help, accept the help if it's being offered to you. Libra represents our partnerships in life. So this full moon might make it more evident to you who you want to partner with or who is showing up as a solid partner for you. And with all the Pisces energy, I want to remind you something from A Course in Miracles, which is something I have studied off and on. I'm not an avid follower of it at this point in my life, but there are certain things from A Course in Miracles that have held me in moments where I needed something to hold on to. And A Course in Miracles always says, expect miracles. So a miracle is a shift in perception. And Jupiter conjunct Neptune might have us fantasizing, but remember that a miracle is a small shift in perception. It doesn't have to be a big fantasy. And there is a prayer or a refrain from A Course in Miracles that is really useful. So I wanted to share it with you because I thought this week it might help you too. So when you wake up and you do your practice in the morning, you do your meditation, you do your journaling, you get ready for the day. Maybe your practice is just taking a shower or washing your face, brushing your teeth, whatever it is that you do, you can say this to yourself, say this to your spirit guides, say this to the God of your own understanding. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And as you ask those three questions, allow yourself to listen and receive the answer. And the answer may come from spirit. It may come from your own intuition. It may come unexpectedly later in the day from something you're reading or something you're listening to, but trust that spirit, the universe, whatever it is, works in mysterious ways. And you can trust that you can expect miracles over the next week. We've got plenty of planets doing their stuff in Pisces. The subconscious is going to be rich. Your access to your subconscious is going to be deep. So be with that. Find moments of stillness. Prioritize your self-care, your private time, and get quiet enough to listen to that little whisper of your soul. Okay, have a wonderful week. I will talk to you soon. You know where to find me. If you are interested, you can, of course, join online yoga club, join the moon membership. If you want to come do your full moon ritual with me, we will be doing it on Saturday, 
April 16th for online yoga club and moon members. So if you want to join us, then you know you can join one of those programs and I would love to have you in there. So if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Come over to Instagram or you can text me at 917-540-3401 and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.